You know, just chilling, you know? And that's just all there is. That's all this should be. That's all there is to that. It should be chill, day. you know, not fucking up the works. Like this dude that was trying to turn left at the fucking foot of the Brooks Bridge. Don't turn left at the end of the... F- no, don't do where that. You could clearly see the neon sign telling you not to turn left. But this man insisted, no, nah, I can go left here. Just fucking up all the works. And it was early in the morning, too. It was people going to work traffic, so you know people were mad. Was there, like, a fucking accident? They were clogging it up, like, fucking... No, no accident. Just a dude trying to turn left. Damn. If he shouldn't be, then don't. Nah. But, you know, I guess he didn't get the memo. The fucking bright flashing sign. Not even flashing, just bright neon sign. The line through it, you know? I'm pretty sure there's not even a turn arrow there. So I don't know why people think you can just turn left there. It's probably like there's an opening on the other side of the road where you could turn into. So you assume that. I mean, at first looks, it is deceiving. But still, the the giant neon sign, I feel like, should be, first of all, enough. No, you need at least a whole entire traffic light. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, whole fucking. It's like, I feel like they should just. Cut the shit and put a left arrow there for a little bit, just in case. But then I would just kind of, I don't know if it would mess up the works a little bit more, but people don't understand you got to turn right, loop all the way around, and then you can go left. It's it's also not the most obvious. Well, you feel like there'd be more people trying to go left there. That it would fuck up the rest of the works if it, so that it's just better for them to go right and go under? Well, I mean, that's the way it's designed for them to go right and go under. But if they could go left, I don't know. I feel like they'd have to like, re-engineer some shit, put a left turn lane there so it doesn't actually fuck up the works of people who just want to go straight down 98. Well, it still doesn't count right now. I mean, it doesn't because people don't really turn left there that often, but... Every once in a while, you get that person that's just like, oh, you are not from here at all. And you clearly don't know how to drive at all. Because if you did, you would just be going straight. You'd know when the time to turn around was. Yeah. Like, just sometimes you got to go up, flip a bitch, and come back. That's all there is to it. You know? Mm -hmm. So, 
saw the wildest movie the other day. Well, I saw a couple of good movies actually. I saw them back to back. I saw Bo is Afraid, and then I saw Sisu. And then Sisu. Sisu. What is that? All right, so gold Nazis. Gold Nazis is that what gold you said? and Nazis. All right, so this will be movie synopsis by Rello. Indeed. We'll start with Sisu because it's easier to explain. So, old man who used to fight in World War II kind of broke off, did his own thing. He was known for killing a bunch of Russians. They gave him, like, the immortal nickname, all that good shit. So, anyway, he breaks off from the world. He's a gold miner. So, he starts mining for gold, finds a shit ton of gold. But he's got to take it back to town. And, coincidentally, the town is a battlefield. It's near the end of the war, so the Nazis know they're losing, so they're just kind of kind of doing whatever the fuck they want to. So, you know, this man rolls up on some Nazis. They're like, the first set of Nazis are like, oh, let him go. He's about to roll into death anyway. So he rolls up to a second set of Nazis. And they're like, hey, what you got in those bags, old man? What you got in those bags? So they're harassing him and all that shit. He's also got a small, like, little dog. Don't know what kind of breed of dog it is, but it's like a pocket-sized dog. I would call it Snowball if I, would, if I could name the dog. The dog's name is Snowball. No, that's what I would name the dog. I don't even think the dog had a name. It was just the dog that was with this man. <laughs> hey, come here, the dog. Because <laughs> the dog's name was not Sisu, despite what you might think. What was it? Uh, like I said, I don't know. I don't know if they ever said the dog's name in the movie. I'm, you know, I, I probably got to watch it again. It was good enough to watch again. But anyway, dude rose up on the Nazis, so they're about to kill the man, take the goad. Dude turns around, just starts murking all the Nazis. The Nazis that let him go originally were like, oh, shit. This man just murked all our dudes for what? So they start searching around the bodies. They find a piece of gold, and they're like, oh, we're going to chase this man to get the gold. So that's the general synopsis of the movie. That's like the first it's a 90-minute movie. It was, it was a cool in and out. For sure. Yeah, it's better than three hours, like some shit. You're still trying to figure it out yeah. through the very <laughs> through the ending. <laughs> I see you throwing that John Wick shade. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Funnily enough, same people. Same, same studio, if you will. Same studio house. For sure. But yeah, no. Nah, so it was dope as fuck. And then, like, he ends up in, like, a minefield. So he's got to escape that. And then he ends up losing the gold to the Nazis. Then he ends up getting the gold back because, like, he hijacks. Or he doesn't, like, hijack a plane, but some Nazis who can fly a plane. He, like, tells them to fly the plane, box the road, all that shit. And then, yeah. Damn, hell yeah. Make out. You know what I'm saying? Make out for that shit. It was, dope. It was dope as fuck. Then, like, by the end of the movie, he gets to go back, goes to the bank, cashes it in. They don't tell you how much it is. Billion dollars real quick. It was a a shit ton of gold, like a lot of gold. Like, yeah. Like, how many F-650s would you need to haul it? How many F-650s? Yeah. (laughs) Just just one. (laughs) I mean, you got to think, this is old West time, so this was as much as you could carry. So it's like two hefty sacks of gold. For sure. Yeah. Per person? So how many is that total? Uh, No, just two hefty sacks, one dude. 
<laughs> so yeah he's got the fucking gold uh i'd probably say it's like maybe 15 20 pounds of gold if i had to guess maybe Damn. 10 that seems like a lot doesn't it yeah like i said you know a lot of gold like how much is it for like an ounce like right now i mean like 1800 ooh, or something that's a good ass question how maybe much not even it? that much but yeah because like i said this man had pounds of gold like literal pounds <laughs> So, price of gold per ounce. All right. Well, I don't know why milligram is the first autocomplete, but all right. Uh, about $2,000. For an ounce? Yes. And he had 20 pounds? So, how many ounces are in 20 pounds? Uh, well, 16 <laughs> ounces is a pound. So he had twenty pounds of gold. Yeah. So what would that be? Twenty times sixteen. Yeah. Because one ounce per pound. Yeah. I don't know why I'm trying to Google that shit. I have a whole calculator. <laughs> I'm driving a whole calculator app. Let's go ahead and use oh, that right phone. quick. You don't yeah. mind. <laughs> so twenty times sixteen is three hundred and twenty. Three hundred and twenty times yeah. what? Eighteen hundred or how much was it for an ounce? Uh, times 2,000, so 320 times. That's by today's standards, so that's $640,000. In gold? Yeah. Nice. So imagine that, like, back in World War II times. (laughs) (laughs) That probably was at least 6 million, (laughs) you know, 7 million. So, oh, we have the capacity. Which was practically a billion back then. Yeah, so hold on. We can Google that. 640,000 in World War II times. 640,000. All right. During World War Two, uh, I'll probably Google that all wrong. Six hundred and forty thousand dollars worth yeah. of gold in How World War Two times is six hundred and forty thousand worth. During World War Two, it'd be about ten million dollars or twelve million dollars today. Damn, damn, six hundred forty thousand dollars today is worth twelve million dollars back in World War Two times. That's crazy. I would take it. Right. A solid twenty pounds of gold. That's all you need. Then you're fucking rich. And 20 fucking pounds of gold is it's just 20 pounds. Like, it's not really not that heavy. It's yeah. just 20 pounds. Yeah. Shit, it or, might have even been more. 20 pounds of gold heavier than 20 pounds. Well, I mean, 20, yeah, I mean, 20 pounds not. is 20 pounds it's regardless, not, isn't right? it, either you know? way? I mean, because you know like what I'm saying. 20 pounds of gold and 20 pounds of feathers is the same amount of weight. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> True. <laughs> but you have a ton. You got a metric ton. You got a uh, whatever ton, you know? True. I mean, 20 ounces and 20 pounds are definitely not the same thing. I definitely prefer one to the other. If you had 20 <laughs> pounds of... I definitely, definitely prefer 20 ounces to 20 pounds. Even of gold? Uh, I think I'd rather have 20 pounds of gold than 20 ounces, t- right? Well, I mean, 16 ounces and one pound. So isn't an ounce worth a little bit more than a pound? 
Because 16 ounces make a pound. There are 16 ounces in one pound. So how would one ounce be more than a pound? Oh, you know what? Never mind. Never mind. (laughs) Boy, I just screwed myself out of a whole lot of money right there. (laughs) So, yeah. That was a solid, like I said, a solid 90-minute adventure. Most creative deaths I've ever seen in a movie, first of all. Most creative deaths, you said? Most creative deaths. Like what? uh, All right. So there was one point in the movie where... Uh, so after the minefield and shit, the Nazis are still chasing him down. He ends up crossing like a, I'll call it like a creek, river type deal. Uh, so it's three dudes in a boat, and the main dude is underwater. He's holding his breath for an astronomical amount of time, I guess, because, you know, he can just do that. So he's holding his breath. The Nazis go underwater to try to get him. He slits one Nazi's throat and starts breathing in the, I guess, air that's coming out of his body. Which, I don't know if that's possible or not, but it was dope as fuck to watch. <laughs> so, he does that, like, uh, two times. And the third dude is on the boat is like, fuck this. So, he starts rowing away. And they're like, if you keep rowing away, that's desertion. We're going to have to kill you. So, he's like, he doesn't even say anything. He just keeps rowing away. So, they're like, all right, pop him. So, they kill him. And then, dude hops back on the boat, uses that body as cover. As the dude gets tired of waiting for shit to happen underwater. So one dude goes back to the tank that they got, starts rapid firing at the dude across the lake. But since he's got the body on his back, he's using it as a shield. And it's taking all the bullets instead of the old man. It was dope as fuck. How many bullets can a fucking dead body that you're carrying around take before Uh, you have to drop it? You know what I'm saying? You know what? I don't know. Enough, according to the movie. As many as you need. Depends on what you're writing. Just (laughs) enough. Sometimes one, sometimes a hundred, sometimes ten. It just depends on where it gets hit. You know? Yeah, like, <laughs> true. Because if you haven't mounted up any particular place, you know, and then you fucking. Yeah. He had it essentially like a backpack, so it had been like, <laughs> it had been like head behind head, you shoulder to like, shoulder. You have like dead body legs like wrapped around, tied to <laughs> dead, like the arms, you know what I'm saying? Just Yeah. Uh, well, not like that extreme, <laughs> but like he had like uh, arm over arm or like arm and then leg around the waist so he was kind of hauling it like that it, it took a lot more bullets than i would imagine especially from a tank automatic tank fire i i imagine one of those through a human is dead no matter what there were tanks shooting at this dead body that this dude was carrying around yeah and he was still he was still a, he was yeah. full sprint with a dead body Dope as fuck, though. Like I said, go see this movie. He's a pretty strong guy. 1,000%. He got that old man strength, bro. <laughs> That's pretty strong. You guy. know what happens when Full you. Full sprint with the fucking. Yeah. Old. <laughs> like, not, not just old man strength, old man who fought during the war strength, who was Damn. too extreme for the war, so that they kicked lasts. him out of the war. Like, that's that's, that's wild. <laughs> <laughs> he killed like 100 Russians hey. in the wintertime. That's their natural habitat, yeah. after all, right? Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. I mean, that's essentially how they killed the, a bunch of Germans during World War II, because the Germans were like, yeah, we got this shit. And they went into a winter time, but the Russians were like, ha you're done fucked up, bitch. <laughs> Run it. By the way, nah. <laughs> Run it. Just nah. I'm pretty sure Britain did the same thing. Uh, during, I think it was like American Revolution times, or sometime where Britain was trying to take over all the shit. Sometime when Britain was trying to take over all the shit you said? Yeah. When was that? Like, I imagine 1700s and shit, like late 1700s. 
Let's see. When was Britain trying to take over? Because World the War Two and shit was like, like nineteen hundred. So that's a solid two hundred years between wars <laughs> and shit. Which is also crazy to think about how many wars have been fought over land and just all that good shit. No. 75 and 83? 17. 1975 and 1783. It's a long ass time. Wow. Well, that was the American Revolution. This is so, what we need right here, right? Uh, so it was, it's at the 17th century, so that would that would have been like 1600s. Hey, there we go. Okay. That's crazy. I guess the Russians just refused to be conquered. You say who now? The Russians just refused to. It's like. Can't do nothing about that, I guess. I feel like Russians are just low-key chilling. Because, well, you know, I feel like they get aggressive sometimes. But for the most part, Russians are pretty chill. They don't ask to be a part of wars. But it's like, well, war is at our doorstep. I guess we got to pick a side. Or we perish. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> well i guess it's at our door so well, it's like well well damn arm we up boys <laughs> we don't want to but if we got to oh we will be the worst army you've ever faced and you should not have got us involved in this war at all okay yep you know pre-america because you know america does have the best army true that's just the good old patriotism. <laughs> That's hefty. That's a solid tip, depending on how much the restaurant is. Uh, so the other movie I saw was Bo is Afraid. And yeah, first of all, the title of the title of the movie is weird. And the movie was even weirder. So apparently it's about anxiety. And letting other people make choices for you and how that typically backfires and all that shit. But first of all, that movie was three hours long compared to the 90-minute Sisu. It and out of the... Yeah, three hours. Bo was afraid the whole time? Bo... Well, <laughs> I guess. So, all right. I'm going to run through this movie as best I can because a okay. lot of shit happened during on, this movie. So, it opens up with um, fucking Bo going to therapy and you know so his therapist is like uh you know you're still kind of if you so i'm gonna write you a prescription for some shit so um and he's going to therapy because the anniversary of his dead father's coming up so he's about to fly to his mom's house to be with the family and all that shit so uh after therapy he goes gets a statue that reminds him of his mom and all that shit it's cute it's like a mom holding a baby and all that shit i was like ah so but the neighborhood he lives in Really fucking rough. For whatever fucking reason, it's this fucking, like, gay dude outside in booty shorts, a tank top, just fucking voguing and shit. It's a fucking tattooed up dude who may or may not be harmless. It's a fucking um, pregnant baby murderer who's naked. This is a severe melting pot. Yes. It's, it's a whole ass fucking shit. And the only way to get into the complex is the door has to be propped open because the pin path of the door doesn't work. So. Oh my God. No wonder Bo has anxiety. Pretty much. it is. <laughs> so pretty much anybody can get in. If they notice the door is propped open, that comes into play later. So Bo goes home. He sees the tattoo dude. He starts running at fucking Bo. Bo hightails it into his house fucking unprops the door so he locks everybody out for the night 
And apparently there's a brown recluse spider just loose in the apartment complex, which also comes into play later. So, uh, yes, this is just the first. Bo is afraid. And this is just the first, like, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Wait, you said it's three hours long? Three hours long. <laughs> then I'm zonking at least five times. <laughs> <laughs> Very I'm surprised I didn't zonk. Didn't conk out. I was fully invested in this movie. Like, it was crazy because it was, like, six different movies in one, which, like I said, I would try to run down to the best I can because it's a you lot. Said it was of, six movies in one. Six movies okay. in one. It's a lot of shit to unpack. So, uh, the first night, like I said, Bo runs into the apartment complex. He's asleep. There's a dude sliding notes underneath the door telling Bo to turn down the music and all that shit because, you know, they can't sleep. Bo's not playing music at all. But so he goes out to open the door into the hallway. There's nobody there that he can see. So he's just like, fuck it. I'm just going back into the apartment. So the dude who's actually playing music turns up his music even louder. And uh, Bo has to catch a flight the next morning. He's supposed to wake up, I imagine, like... He wakes up early enough to, like, pack and shit. So, like, maybe 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock. So, because the dude's playing music all night, Bo sleeps till, like, 3 o'clock. His fight is at 5 o'clock. So, he's like, oh, shit. It's, like, 3.30. He's, like, rushing to pack and all that shit. So, he bolts out of the door. He forgets some shit inside of the house, though. So, he's got the keys in the door. He's about to lock the door. But as he remembers he left some shit in the house, he just opens the door, leaves the keys inside of the lock, runs inside, gets the shit. And he comes back. His keys are gone. His keys and his luggage are gone. He just leaves his shit in the hallway with his door wide open and keys in the lock. And so his keys are gone. His luggage are gone. And so nice. he calls his mom. He's like, yo, mom, so I'm not going to make the flight. Uh... He tries to buy another plane ticket, but his card is declining. And so he's like, yeah, so I'm not going to make the flight, blah, 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 blah. So, uh, and then he also remembers, I got to take these meds that the therapist prescribed. When, you know, he pretty much makes the call to his mom and is like, I'm not going to make the flight. So he's like, I got to take these meds. But he doesn't have any water. So he pops the pills. He realizes he doesn't have any water. So he's like, fuck, I got to go to the fucking convenience store across the street so like i said bo's neighborhood is wild got the tattooed guy the dancing guy the baby stabber guy and then he runs downstairs there's a dude getting his eyes gouged out by some other dude just fucking out of the blue it's random as shit so he hightails it across the street but he props the door open with a phone book yeah this is like probably 30 minutes into the movie i guess (laughs) this is a lot to unpack it's a lot going on in this movie so he runs across the street, fucking gets to the gas station, buys the but. First of all, he opens the bottle of water, starts chugging it before he gets to the counter, starts paying for the bottle of water, realizes he doesn't have quite enough money. He has like the dollar, but he's scrounging for the change and shit. So the people in the street realize he propped the door open, so they're all rushing into the apartment complex. And so they get up into specifically Bo's apartment, and they're just trashing it for the night. And so... uh as he realizes they're all getting in, he starts trying to run back to the apartment and he gets locked out because some bitch saw him coming and was like, I'm going to remove the phone, but just ever so gingerly. And it was like, oh, this bitch. Just real quick. Just fuck this bitch. So he climbs up on the side of the scaffolding because the building's under construction, sleeps on the side of that as he's watching his apartment be trashed from the outside in. And then he wakes up to the construction going on in the morning on the scaffolding. Uh, and his apartment is empty. It's trashed as fuck. But they break the glass 
to the fucking front door. So he just walks inside, goes to his apartment. Like I said, it's a mess. He's just, so, you know, he's like, I need to calm down. He takes a bath. Or no. Before he takes a bath, he calls his mom, lets him know all that happened last night. But his mom doesn't pick up. A delivery driver picks up. He's like, yo, bruh, your mom is dead. She got crushed by a chandelier. And, of course, Bo was in shock, as we all are as the audience. He was, he was afraid. Uh, my homeboy. We just be going to the movies, like, every week. We be out here. Like, I saw three movies this week. I saw uh, Bo was afraid, Sisu, and Air. So, What was the third one? Air. Air, okay. The uh, movie about Michael Jordan and or Nike getting Michael Jordan and all that shit. So yeah, IMAX 3D. Uh, no, just regular movie. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking VR. So yeah, like I said, it's a lot to unpack. So you are Bo VR, like in the movie. So like. you know. So yeah, he gets the news. His mom is dead. So he's in shock, hangs up the phone, because the dude is gaslighting him and anything, and he called the wrong number. So he's like, no, this number is saved as my mom's phone number. So he hangs up, calls back, same dude picks up, is like, yeah, dog, I don't know what to tell you, but your mom is dead. So that's when Bo gets in the bath. And so the house is empty, so we think. There's a dude just Batman perched above the bathtub, because the brown recluse is just crawling on him. And he's trying not to move because he doesn't want to agitate it. But it crawls around to the front of his face. And that's when he fucking loses it, falls into the bathtub with Bo. And so they're fucking struggling in the bathtub. Bo runs out in the street, butt-ass naked, fucking gets, uh, he goes to a cop. He's like, yo, it's a fucking, oh, no, he runs into the fucking baby stabber in the street. And so (laughs) baby stabber doing what he does, stabbing people. So he runs to the cop. He's like, yo, the baby stabber's over there. Help, help, help. Do something. Then the cop is like, yo, bro, drop the fucking weapon. He's like, I don't have a weapon in my hands. He's got the statue of his mom in his hands. And the cop is like, drop the fucking weapon. He's like, I don't have a fucking weapon. So he drops the shit. And the cop starts firing at him because he thinks he's under attack. Bo starts running. And then he gets hit by a fucking truck. And then the baby stabber gets on top of Bo and starts stabbing him. And it's like, bro, what the fuck is going on? This movie is fucking wild, like I said. So this is like, 45, probably 15 minutes into the movie. We still got two hours left. Two whole hours left in this movie. So <laughs> Bo gets hit by a truck, starts getting stabbed. The people who hit him get the baby stabber off of him and take him back to their house because coincidentally enough, they're doctors and nurses. So, uh, yes, yeah, quite lucky. So he comes to in their house. They're like, yeah, no, we know how to do this shit because our son, he fought in the war, blah, 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 blah. Their son also died in the war, but his best friend is also staying with him because he has PTSD. He's trying to recover. But the doctors put him in the daughter's room of the house. So the daughter is feeling like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Why I got some random ass dude in my fucking room and in my bed and all that shit. I understand you're all the doctors, but y'all got a whole ass empty room, which is the son's room that nobody ever goes into because, you know, you don't want to disturb a dead man's room, I guess. So, you know. No. Uh, so, you know, the next morning, uh, they're eating breakfast. Everybody is popping pills. That's when you find out, you know, everybody just kind of popping pills in this family from the teenager to the PTSD people to the mom and pop 
to both prescription. You got the Zannies and the and the Roxies you know, or what? Whatever you got Zannies, you got beans, you got painkillers, you got fucking sleeping pills, you got whatever you need, I guess. You got melatonin on deck for fucking Fuck it. Beans, dude. <laughs> Oxycontin, fucking <laughs> whatever you need. Uh so uh, yeah, they're doing what they're doing. Bo's like, listen, I need to get somewhere because there's a funeral I need to go to. It's my mom's funeral. And so they're like, oh, yeah, no problem. We'll take you. Uh, so he's like, cool, I'm going to call my family and let them know. So during the phone call, he calls them, and uh, they're like, well, we can't actually start the funeral until you get here. It's your, it was your mom's dying request that you get here so we can start the eulogy. We can't start without you. First of all, it's been like three days where the fuck you've been we've been waiting at the funeral for you specifically to come here and deliver the eulogy so we can get the shit <laughs> on the road for three days like three they, they, whole they days the, they tried to hold the funeral hoping that he would show up like every single fucking time for three days in a row uh no i guess Sick they services. i guess they just never left it like i said it's a weird ass fucking movie like i guess they just never left and they're just all of the fucking every day they try to have it again and he doesn't show up yeah and they're like oh, all right people i guess wrap it up we'll meet again tomorrow somebody eventually is gonna be like no nah, bro i can't keep doing this shit. i got work they're not going to believe I'm going to the same funeral this many times in a row. So, like I said, I got a dip. So, as he's making that phone call, PTSD dude is freaking the fuck out. So, he, like, fucking dives into the fucking uh, little lake they got in the backyard, starts running into the woods. The doctors are chasing him down. So... Because of all that shit, they're like, so listen, yeah, we got to treat him, so we're going to drive you tomorrow, we promise. And so, um, tomorrow comes, and then the doctor's like, so listen, I'm not going to be able to go because I got a lot of operations I got to do. But, you know, I can take you today. It'll just be, like, late tonight. Like, well, we can get you there today, technically. And Bo was like... Or we can just take you there tomorrow. We'll rest in and all that shit. And Bo's like, uh, I guess we can do it tomorrow. So the doctor fucks off, goes to her surgeries. And so this is when the jealous daughter comes into play. And so she's like, oh, yeah, listen, I'm going to drive you. And so Bo's like, why would you drive me? He's like, because who the fuck do you think told me to drive you, bro? My pops. So Bo gets in the car. Her friend is in the car. They chief and they blow him fucking down. And so they're like, yo, bro, smoke this weed. And so Bo's like, I'm not really trying to smoke this weed. And they're like, smoke this weed. By the way, they're recording this man trying to tell him to smoke this weed, but making it seem like he convinced them to smoke the weed, but he doesn't want to smoke the weed anymore. So all that good shit. So yeah, this these these girls are grimy by the fucking way, like mega grimy. Like, Damn. Yeah. So anyway, Bo ends up smoking the weed and blah, 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 blah. And so uh, instead of driving him to the house, the girls keep spinning the block. And all that shit. So, uh, since Bo doesn't really smoke and he's on the pills and all his other meds and all that shit, he just kind of conks out in the car. He comes to, just goes inside the house, sleeps on the couch instead of going back to the girl's room. And then, so during that night, the girl makes it seem like uh, him and Bo, uh, her and Bo are sleeping together, but against her will and all that shit. And it's, it's fucking wild. And so uh, that's when PT, she goes to the PTSD dude, tells him what happened, this, that, and the third. And so PTSD dude is now, I'm going to fucking kill you, bruh. Bruh, you need to get going. I'm going to fucking kill you. So the next day, the fucking... 
probably like an hour, 10, 15 minutes. I've lost, I've lost track of time, but a lot of shit is going down, as you can clearly see. Yes, Joaquin Phoenix's bow. I'm just imagining, yeah. like, a, like in the credits, a name, and then dash PTSD dude. <laughs> <laughs> just keep scrolling up. It's like soldier guy slash PTSD dude. Is <laughs> 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 so. Uh, the next morning, the mom is like, "Yo, bro, you gotta fucking stop doing what you're doing." Because you're incriminating yourself. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And so she's like, just watch TV. Turn to channel 78. And that's when Bo turns to the TV, their channel. He's like, oh, they got cameras recording all throughout this bitch. And so that's when the daughter comes back and uh, starts fucking with Bovik. And he's like, look, we got to go paint. So she takes him into the son's room that they're not supposed to be in, the son that died. And so she starts fucking up the room with paint and all that shit. And so since Bo's not painting, she just drinks the paint to kill herself. And so... The way it goes down, because obviously Bo stops her from trying to fall and all that shit. So when the mom comes in the room, it looks like Bo shoved the paint down her throat and all that shit. And so she sends, so Bo just bows it out of there, fucking jumps through a glass door, like on some like action hero type shit, just bolts into the woods. And so the mom is like, yo, PTSD dude, kill this dude. So the hunt begins. So Bo just runs into the woods, knocks himself out on a low hanging tree branch. Comes to to some fucking random lady who's living in the woods. She takes him back to the fucking campsite she's living at. They get kind of settled down, but she's like, "Yeah, there's a play about to go on, so come watch the play with me." Blah 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 blah. So yada yada yada. They start watching the play, and the play is all about Bo's life, and like it's about his birth his present, his future, all the decisions she's ever going to make, all the decisions she's ever made that led him to this point and how it's all going to turn out in the end. And, like, he ends up having, like, three sons and all that shit. And so, you know, the play, air quotes, ends up being about Bo's life. So uh, Bo's in shock because, like, yo, this play is about me. So after the play wraps up, PTSD dude arrives, just starts blasting everybody at the fucking play indiscriminately. Like, he opens up with the fucking grenade launcher, and then that's when you find out people in the fucking woods are fucking strapped up. The pro- dude who was working the projector reaches in, pulls out a fucking strap, runs back to the dude, starts blasting off. But PTSD dude's not having that shit. He's just unloading. He's got automatics, grenades, fucking throwing knives, all that fucking shit. He's back in his element. Yeah. He's doing what he does best, killing. Uh, so anyway, Bo ends up getting away. Uh, and so the forest people end up killing the dude. And so, because uh, he ends up tripping. They kill PTSD dude? Yeah, they kill oh. PTSD. Or PTSD dude ends up ends up killing himself because like, he trips. And the way he trips, he lands on his gun and it just starts firing into his body. So he ends up killing himself. It's fucking wild. Uh, but before he dies, he incapacitates Bo. Cause, uh, so back it up to the doctor family, they put a fucking... I guess, quote-unquote, house arrest brace. That's what it looked like to me. It wasn't a house arrest brace. They called it a vital monitor, but it was a house arrest bracelet is what it looked like. And so uh, PTSD dude triggers the incapacitate mode. It shocks Bo. He falls out in the middle of the forest. PTSD dude what now? Uh, he triggers uh, the incapacitate mode right before he dies. So Bo just kind of falls out of the middle of the forest. Nothing happens to Bo. He wakes up in the morning, realizes he's by the highway, and just hitchhikes, uh, sticks out his thumb, Gets a ride to his mom's house. He misses the funeral as he gets there. They're wrapping up. They're like, yo, we got sick of waiting, this, that, and the third. So um, 
uh, he gets to his mom's house, sees the body, and it was fucking true as fuck. Chandelier fell on his mom's head. There was no body at the uh, in the casket. Crushed the head. They had it covered up with the cloth and all that shit, obviously, because they didn't want it to be too gory. And then so, um, Bo obviously after realizing it's true and all that shit, he's like, "Damn, what the fuck I'm gonna do?" So he's just kind of sitting at his mom's house. And then somebody who also missed the funeral because they thought it was 8 p.m. instead of 8 a.m. shows up. He's like, yo, I just kind of wanted, she's just like, yo, I just kind of wanted to give your mom her flowers and all that shit. And uh, I'm going to just be on my way. But then Bo realizes this is a girl I used to know. So backstory time. Bo and his mom went on a cruise. And then a girl ended up liking Bo on this cruise. That's who he had his first kiss with. But this girl ended up being mad crazy as fuck. So after... uh, as Bo and this girl are having their first kiss, this girl's mom walks up. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? Blah, 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 family drama type shit. And so the mom, like, hauls her away from Bo. And Bo's mom also walks up at this time and was like, yo, Bo, what the fuck? But at the same time, Bo's mom was also kind of egging him on. Like, I mean, she like you, bro. Make a move. Make a move. But when the move happened, she was like, you piece of shit ass. It's like, why the fuck did you make a move? So, yeah, gaslighting at its finest. Uh, so anyway, they're sleeping that night. A girl from the cruise bursts into the room. She's going to be carted off the ship for she got into some shit. They said it, but I don't remember what she did. But she's about to be carted off the ship, taken to jail and all that shit. And she's like, Bo, wait for me. I love you. Blah, 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 blah. And so the girl that shows up at the funeral ends up being that girl from the ship. And so Bo was like, I waited for you. And so she's like, really? And he was like, yeah. So... Bo ends up getting some. He ends up fucking. And hey, there we go. He ends up fucking in his mom's bed. So, um, <laughs> so the reason Bo hadn't been fucking was because his mom put it into his head that if he fucked, he would die. Because that's what happened to his dad. That's what happened to his granddad. And so, <laughs> it's fucking wild. They all busted a nut and then they died. But the... Yeah. It's, yeah. Shit's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Bo had never done anything with a girl, never been with a girl, all that. So, like I said, he ends up fucking, loses virginity, but. Yeah, so. We're going to circle it back to the play. It turns out his dad may or may not have actually been at the play because, like, some random old dude walks up. He's like, you know, it's funny how shit just kind of turns out, blah, 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 blah. I didn't want it to be like that, but, you know, I'm happy that I met you and all this kind of shit. And he's like, are you my dad? And so that's right before the dude starts blasting. The army dude starts blasting into the play, and the old dude was the first person to die. He takes a grenade to the fucking <laughs> like he military dude fires a grenade launcher, lands at Bo's may or may not be dad's feet, blows him up, and then Bo just and so yeah, crazy as shit. Damn. Yeah, like I said, this movie is wild. And so anyway, Bo, you know, he loses his virginity. Bo doesn't die, but the girl he lost his virginity to does end up dying. And then it turns out his mom isn't actually dead. 
and she saw them fucking in her bed. <laughs> the ultimate twist. <laughs> and so she's like, wow, you couldn't even wait a whole fucking day before you just fucked in my bed, huh? Crazy. Not even a whole day. It's like not even a whole fucking day. And so she's like, well, what was it like? Blah, 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 blah. And so. Yeah. Movie's fucking wild. And so since the <laughs> and so since the girl Bo hit is dead, the maids come in, haul the body out of there, and they, you know, do whatever that with what they will. And so uh, throughout the whole movie, you also find out Bo was scared of his mom through various backstories. He keeps having a flashback to him taking a bath and him seeing a braver version of himself standing up to his mom. But then his mom forces the braver version to himself into the attic where his supposed dad is because apparently the dad never died. The mom locked the dad in the attic. So like I said, that's why the dude he met at the woods may or may not have been his dad. So like I said, it's crazy. It's trippy as shit. (laughs) It's fucking trippy as motherfucking shit. And so, uh, they get to talking. And so, uh, Bo stands up to his mom and talking about some, show me what's in the attic, show me what's in the attic. And so um, uh, his mom shows him what's in the attic. So he goes into the attic and turns out the shit he was dreaming about wasn't a dream. It was a memory. That was the fucking bathtub shit. He was having recurring dreams about that shit. But they were in dreams. They were in memories. So it turns out the baby version of himself was actually his twin brother who stood up to his mom. So his mom locked him in the attic with their dad who she said was dead. And then, so... Bo sees his brother chained up. He's fucking malnutrition going crazy and shit. His hair is all mangled. His beard is all grown out and shit. And then turns out Bo's dad is a giant ass dick, bro. I'm talking like a 15, 20 foot ass dick with fucking like cockroach ass legs. Fucking not going like imagine Boba Fett or uh, not Boba Fett. Fucking uh, fucking uh, fucking. The nigga from episode six, fucking, uh, uh, uh fucking, uh, the dude Han Solo was in dead suit, fucking, uh, fucking, uh, fuck, what is, I know his name, it's on the tip of my tongue, and it's fucking eluding me. Uh, dude with the like pit, dressed Princess Leia up as a slave. Fuck. I mean, I can see him. Yeah. Have you seen it? <laughs> Giant. Any of it? So, like a giant, ass, giant slug ass. No, thing. not Boba Fett. Yeah, what's slug looking dude? Fucking, fucking. I'm so mad that I can't remember his name right now. Does it start with a J? I don't think so. Job of the Hut. Yes, it does. Hey, Job of the Hut. So imagine Job of the Hut as a giant dick. Okay. Like, and I'm talking like fully erect, blue ball level fucking <laughs> dick, like balls <laughs> swollen as fuck. Like I said, insect legs. And so Bo finds out the truth about his dad. And then it turns out the military dude that was trying to kill Bo wasn't actually trying to kill Bo. So it turns out military dude didn't actually kill himself. So he like busts into the attic, starts unloading into Bo's dad, who's the giant fucking dick. And you know he's got throwing knives, he's got ammo, he's got grenades, but the dick's just not down. He ends up stabbing PTSD dude through the head, and that's how he ends up actually dying this time. 
And so Bo's like, yo, fuck, get me out of this fucking attic. And so he crawls down into the attic and he's like, yo, mom, I'm sorry. I had no idea. It was like this. I promise I'll be a good son, blah, 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 blah. And the mom was like, it's too late for all that shit. It's too late for all that shit. You've been talking shit your whole fucking life. You didn't want to come up here to little fucking all. And so it turns out, uh, so they're having an argument. They go downstairs. Turns out the fucking therapist Bo was seeing has been recording the therapy sessions and showing them to his mom. And Bo's been uh, talking shit in all of his sessions, blah, 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 blah. Because in one of the earlier sessions, it came up, yo, Bo, do you ever think about, you know, your mom being dead and killing your mom and all that shit after, like, a long string of other therapy sessions of Bo just shit talking his mom? And so she's like, you never loved me, but all I gave you was love, Bo. I loved you with, with all, my all my heart to the very bottom of my very being. And all you could do was talk shit. And when I died, you didn't even have the audacity to show up to the funeral on time to deliver the eulogy. You are the lowest of the low and I'm mad and blah, 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 blah. So Bo just can't take it anymore. He ends up choking his mom out. And so he ends up killing his mom and all that shit. Fucking cutting her head off and everything. No, he doesn't cut her head off. He just chokes her to death just with his bare hands. And so uh, Bo ends up running. He gets into a boat, sails through a tunnel. And then uh, at the end of the tunnel, in the middle of it, is just for whatever reason, a fucking audience and that's when uh, the revelations really do become clear that Bo didn't really give a fuck about his mom. Uh, and so it turns out his mom wasn't actually dead. It was all a ruse to get Bo to get here. And so, like I said, he's in a uh, fucking a little dingy-ass boat. He's rowing this shit. The dingy gets stuck. That's when, you know, he's in the middle of the uh, pretty much the Coliseum audience of people who are looking down on him as they're telling the life story from his mom's POV. And so uh, he's got a, the equivalent of an, I guess, a judge. They are talking about, like, you never loved your mom and all that shit. Because uh, there was one time uh, when he was a kid, his mom uh, lost him at the mall. And so she's freaking out trying to find Bo. Bo sees this. He's just watching his mom freak out. Doesn't give a fuck. He's just watching his mom panic and all that shit. And so, you know, that leads into the whole, you know, Bo not love his mom and all that shit. Because he does a lot more shit to his his mom supposedly and then he also did just kill her so you know with his bare hands so yeah just real quick just real quick so it circles back to the question yo Bo did you ever think your mom is dead do you ever think about killing your mom and I guess the answer to that is yes and so um, Bo I guess just can't take it anymore the boat capsizes flips upside down Bo drowns to death and that's the end of the movie <laughs> <laughs> like, all right sounds about par for the course it's yeah. a wild ass movie yes like i said it's, look i took a three-hour movie and told you what happens in 45 minutes i feel <laughs> like go. It's a in, service to in the people. great detail that's that's the spark notes of movies right there there we go and this has been this has been movie synopsis by rello <laughs> and yeah why not that movie was wild Movie was wild as fuck, as you can tell. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Yeah, that's five naps at least. At least five naps, fifteen minute increments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't get sleep like that anywhere else. Hey, I mean, movie theater seats are low key the most comfortable, uncomfortable seats. See, I never buy concessions at the movies. It's like 20 bucks for like a two-piece. 
Yeah. Bro, that's like when we went to go see John Wick 4 and the concession lady was like, uh, you were like, can I get a medium popcorn? You were like, yeah, you can get a large popcorn for another dollar. And you were like, oh, why not? And they were like, you can get a large drink for another dollar. And so I was thinking this shit was going to be $12. And when she said like 19 something, I was like, bitch, you said a large popcorn for another dollar and a large drink for another dollar. How did you get $20 from fucking... <laughs> <laughs> like, the math ain't math it, bitch. It's like, I need you to explain that right now. Well, it's like a dollar more than it would have cost originally. <laughs> <laughs> or a dollar less than the than the full price. Yeah. But the way she sold it was you can get you can upgrade your medium popcorn to a large popcorn for well, all he wanted was a medium popcorn. And the way she sold it was you can upgrade your medium to a large for a dollar and then tuck on a large drink for another dollar. So it was just the popcorn and the drink. So I didn't get a fucking drink because it was he twenty did. bucks. I just yeah. Get fucking, yeah. <laughs> he just got the large popcorn. I was like, there we fucking go. The way go. she sold it was this shit was fi- No, the no, way she sold it was uh, no. this shit is gonna be twelve dollars, but when it came out to twenty dollars, he was like Take the drink off. Just give me the large popcorn for the dollar more. Hey, what was it, like seven bucks? <laughs> yeah, like seven, eight bucks. Okay, for, for a shit ton of popcorn, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's like no, this drink is not $10, first of all. It's like, no. No, no, 10, 15 right? bucks After for a fucking soda for no fucking reason. I mean, it was, I don't know have to how get up and refill it at least like four times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they do get free refills on that shit. I guess that's how they get you. They charge so much because it's like, yeah, you're going to fill it up. I'm not going to finish it. So At all. Congratulations. You you robbed me. <laughs> fucking robbed me. You could fill the popcorn bucket up with soda instead and then fill the cup up with popcorn. <laughs> you know, popcorn. It's like, hey, can I get a popcorn bucket but don't fill it up? Give me a large soda filled that up with popcorn. <laughs> well, if you pay for a large, you get unlimited refills anyways. So True. then you're good. True. What you do is drink the soda during the previews and then go back as the movie logos are happening because those are always three minutes worth of shit. And then you ask for the popcorn refill. And they're going to be like, yo, you ate all that popcorn that fast? Sure is. Sure the fuck did. Free refills. (laughs) So fill it up. (laughs) You saw my posse. We were like eight people deep. Yeah, dude. All of us got a straw. (laughs) Subway, fucking See, what you do like is that, get yeah. a backpack and you get a Tupperware container, and that's how you sneak in a whole large pizza into the movie. Hey, whatever you got to do. I don't know why they let us get in a backpack because that's how we snuck in a whole pizza in the movie one time. Like, we snuck in a whole pizza, a couple of two liters, fucking red solo cups, <laughs> they got chips. Ser- they got sternos burning, like, all that shit. <laughs> underneath their fucking pans. Well, yeah, we do. It's the one be. It's the one behind the mall. But you can hear the, the other movie through the wall, though. That's yeah, the problem. That's the one where I saw air, and you could hear the other movie through the wall. Yeah. It was some type of action movie. Don't know what it was. Expendable 7. Um, you know, some type of something. They know you at the movie theater, Who? The people that work there. Yeah. That's, that's how I got. The, I mean, AMC, not so much, but the one in town, yeah, because the lady was like. You hear a lot. Just get a regal. I'd only gone three times at this point, but she's like, you hear a lot. Take a regal crown club card. Come here on Tuesdays. Movies is $5. Popcorn is half off. I'm like, shut out. 
And coincidentally enough, I went to the movies on a Tuesday, so my ten dollar ticket ended up being five dollars. I was like, "Shout out, motherfucker!" No, usually the one in Dustin because we go to the Dolby Theater. But if I just want to see a movie that I wasn't able to see in Dustin, I go to the one in town. Like that's where I saw Air. Like I said, the one in fuck Air had a fucking phenomenal soundtrack. Like mother, like like you would crank it on Spotify. On the I would absolutely and- listen to that whole movie soundtrack. Like I, I had a good bit of the songs in my. Like rotation already. Grammy of the year for best album. Uh, does it work like that if it's all copyrighted music? I don't know. It, it's would it be would it be first place in your opinion that album? And I for mean, the Grammys. If there was a category for it, absolutely. So far this year, yeah. So. And then there's the Peaches song by Jack Black in the Mario movie. <laughs> You said, have you, so you sound like you know what I'm talking about. You sound like you don't know what I'm talking about. Derek, you also sound like you don't know what I'm talking about. The Jack Black? Yeah, peaches, 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 peaches. Maybe if I saw it. (laughs) (laughs) That song might win a uh, fucking Oscar for best original song in a movie. And that's crazy. And I want it to happen. I don't know why, but I want that to happen. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, and Mario Bowser is pining for Peach the Who movie, so that's a ballad he wrote for her. Yeah. I'll be at the movies. <laughs> Every single movie. Describe a movie. Okay. I appreciate it. Yeah, there we go. So, based on the synopsis, would you go see Bo was Afraid? Well, granted, you know what happened, so you're just along for the ride at this point. Well, would you remember by then? I mean, it is a lot to unpack. Like, Peanut Butter Falcon. Never seen it. Never heard of it until just this very second. Oh. Say... Wow. But Shia LaBeouf is running from some people that he wishes on fire. Look, Shia LaBeouf's saying no more. I want to see the fucking Prohibition movie with him and Tom Hardy. That takes place in like the 20s and all that shit. Yeah. What's yeah. that one called? Uh, I don't know. Show. Shia I have no LaBeouf idea. movie from the 20s. I know it's like, uh, it's two words. Like, it's the something. Um, it might be like the bootlegger or some shit like that. But like I said, I can't say for certain. I just know what's got Shia LaBeouf and Tom Hardy. There we go. And I'll fix with both of them, so. Yeah. Like, look, Shia LaBeouf was even Stevens, so, you know. True. For nostalgic reasons. True. Very true. And you know Holes. That too. Classic ass movie. Classic movie. Every time. Oh, uh, no, it is called Lawless. That's the one. So I guess it's not the bootlegger. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, what was True. It? it wasn't the bootlegger. It was what? 
Uh, it's called Lawless, but they were bootlegging alcohol in the movie. Okay. The Prohibition okay. era. So, yeah. And then, like I said, air was good, but, you know, you know how that goes. What? Uh, Nike trying to acquire Jordan. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. there's a story of that. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's it's basically like a lawsuit battle. Uh, no, not not a lawsuit battle. It's just a bunch of different <laughs> shoe companies who are coming at Michael being like, sign with us, we got the best offer. Sign with us, we got the best offer. Sign with us, we got the best offer. And they're all uh, offering him a shoe, pretty much. It's like, if you sign with us, you'll wear this shoe, blah, 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 blah. But the NBA is so strict, so they're all pretty much offering him white shoes. So that's when Nike is like, yo, Fuck the rules. Give him a red shoe. Make it Bulls color. So it, it's more, it's the Jordan 1, you know? Red, white with the black swoosh. And so, yeah. Good ass movie. And, you know, on movie terms, it's dramatic for no reason. They hobble it together with, they build the shoe within like two days. They build a presentation for Michael in that same two days. They get the. They, Somebody dies out of nowhere. Actually, no, nobody dies, funnily enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, it's not, you know. A tearjerker. It's it was actually a lot more funny than like I thought a great, it would be. Great aunt. Nah, nothing like that. It was yeah, like it was actually a lot more funny than I thought it would be. For sure. Yeah, it's because you know, it's got Matt Damon, fucking Ben Affleck, Viola Davis. That's an A list cast. Oscar right worthy lineup right there. Chris Tucker's in it. Uh, Jason Sudeikis is in it. What else is that person in? Uh. He was in Hancock. He uh, he's in Ozark. I think it's Jason Word. Sudeikis. I might be getting it wrong. It's Jason something though. Born. Uh, well, no, that's Matt Damon. <laughs> like I said, but he's in the movie. He's the main character. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I guess in a way, it is about Jason Bourne. If you want to take it there. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, it all leads back to, you know. You know, it all, look, it's all a connected universe. That's right. If you didn't know. And then uh, Little Bow Wow was like Mike in the movie, like Mike. So <laughs> it's all a connected universe. But Michael Jordan was not in like Mike. They could not get a cameo, just his shoes. You got Bow Wow and Little Romeo as like arch enemies in a fucking twist off. Damn, that was not a movie, but I would absolutely watch that movie now that you say that. There's the ultra they beef of a lifetime. Could have both gone in on the movie soundtrack. Yeah. Probably would have low-key been heat. <laughs> like Every low- other song is a disc <laughs> response. <laughs> 16, until the, 16 until the end of the movie where they realize they can use their powers for good. <laughs> and the so they, they join forces off. against the adults who want to play them in basketball to, I guess, save the rec center because we're keeping it generic as fuck in here. Save the rec center. Save the rec center. <laughs> That's the name of the final track on the album. <laughs> Save the Rex Center. <laughs> Call it Catch Rec. Call it Catch and Rec. <laughs> so, yeah. No, Save the Rex Center, though, for real. No. Nah. We. <laughs> we. We, we. You got to watch the candle, Derek. Apparently, they're going to oh, steal shit. it. Why my toes Which, now? I guess if we hadn't made it clear, we <laughs> since that they refused to talk into the microphone, they've been providing color commentary I off mic. Yeah, but nobody heard that. You didn't talk into the mic. <laughs> oh, true. She did. Oh yeah, there we go. 
she said a few spitful little words. I'm gonna keep her identity a secret just in case she wants it to be that way. <laughs> but yes, there were two ladies providing color commentary in the background. There we go. So yeah, so that's all you need. And so that's all you need. And so um, that's all you need to make a chill, sh- chill show. You know, chill as fuck. The vibe was chill, unlike Bo, who was anxiety driven. Nah, nah, he wasn't chilling and, at all uh, whatsoever. It was not fucking. Unlike chilling. the old man from Sisu, who was out to look. That movie was the definition of chasing a bag. Sisu, like, chasing a bag, chasing a bag, because you know the Nazis got his gold, so we had to get it back. He was oh, chasing yeah, yeah, his yeah. bag. The ultimate hustler story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the ultimate hustler, no doubt. <laughs> But yeah, that movie was crazy too. Cause like, uh, like I said, he gets the gold, uh, runs into the Germans, and then he runs into a landmine field. His horse steps on a landmine. His horse dies, and so the Germans catch up to him, and so he starts blowing up the landmines with rocks he finds, and then he creates a big ass dust cloud. So the Germans start sending in their dudes. They keep stepping on landmines and dying, and then the old man chucked a landmine at the first German that came in, hits him on the head. That dude blew up, <laughs> and so. Yeah, it was crazy. So the next time they run into him, uh, that's when they get the gold. So they hang him from a light post, put the gold in his pocket. That's when the plane dude show up. And uh, he had, makes them hijack the plane and shit to block off the path. And then um, so the Germans also have a bunch of uh, girls ages, probably 13 to 16 in the truck that they're taking advantage of. And so the old man... Um, ends up ambushing the Germans after he makes the people with the plane crash the plane. And so him and the girls end up killing all the rest of the German squad. And then the main dude ends up uh, getting meeting with a Russian dude so he can fly out of there with the gold. And then the old dude ends up on the plane fighting the dude with the gold. And then he ends up blasting in the plane. So the pilot ends up dying. The plane crashes. But the dude, the old dude ends up with his gold and takes it to the bank and gets that paper. There we go. Light at the end of the tunnel. And that's a 90-minute movie in about a minute and a half. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Saved you about 15, 20 bucks. <laughs> so, based, based on the movie synopses, would you see either one? Maybe the bow one, maybe. The yeah. bow one? Yeah. Yeah, probably. It sounds pretty intense. It sounds kind of fucked up, you know? Very intense, very fucked up. A lot of twists and turns. Hell yeah, that's cool. Soundtrack to Bo is Afraid was also low-key fire. Yeah, not yeah. super Grammy though. Uh, no, not as many like copywritten songs, but the original musical score was top notch. The copywritten songs they did have were fire as fuck. So yeah, there we go. It's good as shit. Hell yeah, good as fucking shit. Else is good as fucking shit. This show right here. This episode. This episode. All of them. Number seventy. Seventy it is. Which is pretty much the movie synopsis by Rello episode. <laughs> 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 Movies by Rellen Hagen. Movies by Rellen Hagen. Shame I didn't write any of these movies. <laughs> well, hey, get started. But you know what? Might as well. Just start Straight jotting up. them down. All the ideas. Straight up. But once again, we want to thank you all for listening, tuning in. And from the Chill Time Podcast, this has been Terrell. And Derek. Y'all be breezy. Breezy.